Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got technology news from two weeks, including the big Apple announcement. Or was it that big? We'll tell you about it. We got small phones, mid-sized tablets, and big promises to the environment and your security. But we're also going to talk about PlayStation VR, Instagram and Twitter messing with your feeds, and you getting PlayStation in my Xbox. All that and more coming up on this action-packed episode of Don't Panic. Stick with us. You're watching Don't Panic, episode number 125, recorded March 21st, 2016. On the night shift, PSVR and Liam the Robot. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast uh, that would never build a robot to disassemble phones. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by the, uh, I forgot to think of one, so I'm, I'm going to come up with one on the fly here. <laughs> Uh, by the Dan Miller hmm. and Colby Rabideau of Being Great Friends. It's Colby and Dan. Oh, wow. Aww. Feels Give good. Give me the warm and fuzzies. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a nice feeling. What's going on, guys? It's been two weeks. I apologize. That's on me. I was in, I was in no shape to do uh, the show last week, so we canceled, but we're back you this had week. big traveling to do. And I had traveling to do. I, no, honestly, it was a combination of daylight savings time, which is the worst, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm still dealing with a week later, and also being sick. But that was a big piece of it. Yeah. I am, to be fair, I am very glad that it's no long, it no longer gets dark at 4.30. That is nice. Uh, it's nice like, once you I get can, used I can, to it. I can leave work and get home, and it's still light out sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree. Last week was a disaster. <laughs> yes, it was not nice, and it's it takes a long time. And of course, I got thrown into the central time zone, which essentially erased daylight savings. So I was back in pre-daylight savings time. Oh, it's, mm. it's Did been you know awful. that Arizona doesn't observe daylight savings time at the same time? No, they do not. The rest of the country does? Yes. Well, of course, Europe does it at different <laughs> times than the U.S. does, and oh, yes. what, a, what a nightmare. An institution yep. founded to save energy during the war... I don't think we need it anymore. <laughs> Come on. I don't think we need time zones at all. We should all just use UTC. And, and hey, work, Colby, the work time can be relative to where you are instead of the time. Yeah, that's only going to happen when people move to space. I know. Maybe, There's no though. time I bet in it space. it won't even happen then. I bet we'll have different time zones when people like live on Mars and stuff. And they'll be like Martian time and like... And different know. time zones on Mars that are... Yeah. No, that can't that can't work because then it's no longer evenly divisible. Like you couldn't be like, well, like yeah, I, I could that work? Oh, I, I mean, I think it could work as well as like what we have now works, except more confusing. I don't know. Maybe it depends on who gets because the days work. would be shorter. Yeah, so the calendar wouldn't line up. Well, it, yeah, but they'd be they might be different time zones, but I think you would still need yeah. some way to. But it show would be the like progression Mar- of Martian time. time relative to Earth time. Like, how would Martian time work? Would it be like relative to the the? Uh, I don't know. Would you have a different clock for Mars, or would you would you just like do Earth time on Mars? Because like just, Mars is a different planet, it has a different orbit, yeah. it's a different size, right? It, it, it just it wouldn't correspond seconds. to the sun. You could From do January it in seconds. It just wouldn't. You know, the sun wouldn't set every twenty four hours. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But Seems I, crazy. You, yeah. 
I guess you you don't need time zones, but you could do them, right? Because it kind of has sure to do with can. if you've got people on opposite sides of the planet and the, you see the sun on one side but not on the, and you kind of want it to even out. A Martian but, day is thirty nine minutes and thirty five seconds longer than a day on Earth. I didn't know that. I thought it would be much more different. I think it's hard battling time zones here on Earth. Imagine doing it between Earth and Mars. And, and a Martian year lasts almost twice as long as an Earth year. Oh no. I mean, Outlook is good. I don't know if it's this good <laughs> to, to, to handle oh, uh, handle these time zones. I, I think still it'll don't... just have to be in in Earth time because of computers. I think so. I, I mean, look at Y2K. It crippled our economy. Oh, wait. It's true. <laughs> no, but it, it's funny. I, t- talking about time zones, I get uh, meeting invites on my phone, and when they're from Europe, of course, in Outlook, it knows the time zone difference, but for some reason, only on the iOS notification, it gives me the Europe time. And I often forget that. So all of a sudden, mm. my you know, your colleague will schedule a meeting at like three in the afternoon or something. I'm like, <laughs> that's so late for them. Why are they doing it at three? Oh, it's their three in the afternoon. Why are you doing this to me? Um, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. First world corporate problems, right? <laughs> Hashtag yeah. corporate problems. Do you use that thing that Colby had me? I think someone suggested it on the show once. Begins with a C. Circa, yes. That, I recommend Circa. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That yes. was very helpful for me. Yes, that is a great app. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. That's what I like about having a smartwatch is when I fly into a different time zone, it knows. You don't it have to change changes. it. It yeah. does. Autom- Actually, yeah. it did it in the air, which was really great. I looked and all of a sudden it jumped oh, an wow. hour. I'm like, this plane is so fast. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, do you gentlemen have any, any banter? Because I came prepared with banter. But if you've done anything you would like to discuss, we can certainly do that. Uh, I've, I haven't really. I've started reading uh, the Expanse book series after I recommended it, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was so happy, so very pleasantly surprised when I got to about 33% of the way through the first book. And it had caught up to the end of the first season. Mm. Uh, nice. So, yeah, that's, I have that's even very, more material uh, than I thought. No Game of Thrones that's, problems yet. Yeah, that's very. I mean, I, I don't know because they only have one season. It, it was fairly. They they did change. They cut out some things and melded some things into other things. So far, it was a pretty faithful representation. They also they also added in a storyline that so far has not appeared in the books, mm. but I'm told it does appear later. Yeah. So I also started reading the book. Uh, but I haven't gotten as far as you, I think, because a bunch of TV shows came out, and so I've been watching TV instead of reading. Yeah, I saw much that, better, but much better. none of them got really good. Like, the new Daredevil didn't seem very highly reviewed. Yeah. Uh, what else came out, though? It's been, I think, uh, well, I've been watching Daredevil. Uh, there are a bunch of new Netflix shows that Jill and I watch. One of one of the shows I've been watching is my pick. Uh Okay. But that's for later. Mm. I don't know. Did you do so? You didn't start watching Daredevil at all? No, I haven't had the chance. I'm excited though. I love the first season. So yeah, I, I've it, heard mixed I mean, things, but right, right. I don't know. I haven't read any of the reviews. Really, it's okay. It it's not. It's certainly not bad. Um, but I'm worried. I'm worried where they're gonna go because I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of like stereotypical plot lines that happen in Mm -hmm. the superhero shows and i'm very very tired of them so like 
I'm really tired of like the only tension in the show being that there's some character that doesn't know that that so and so is a superhero. Oh um, yeah, which is like very annoying, and it's like happening a little, and not nearly as as kind of ad nauseum as it does in like the Flash or or the Arrow or anything like that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that progresses. Well, that's because, uh, and that plays into the problem I'm having, which is. I never finish anything on Netflix. Mm. I have not finished Jessica mm. Jones. I have not finished House ah. of Cards. I have not Daredevil. I did finish, but the first season. But yeah, I always have the habit of leaving two or three episodes at the end that I'm mm. like, well, I'll finish them later, and then I just never finish them. It's awful. I didn't finish Jessica Jones because it's scary. It is scary. Well, you know what it is too, and this happens with a lot of shows: is I binge them really hard. Yeah, And my binge limit is about eight or nine episodes. And so when you have these 13 episode seasons, I really sort of, right. all right, that's enough. I can't keep doing this. You're killing me. Mm. Um, but that is exciting. I, uh, my next book. So I just finished a fantastic book. I didn't pick it because it's not really tech related um, called The Lost Bank. No one here is going to be interested in this. It's about the story of Washington Mutual Bank, which you may not remember, but was one of the key banks with the sketchy mortgages in 2008. Mm. And they went bankrupt and were purchased by Citigroup, famously. Um, Really, really interesting book if you want to learn about the mortgage crisis and how it worked. I do recommend it. It was a very good read. But my next book, and I purchased it, and it will be my first fiction read in five years, 10 years. I never read fiction seven eaves. So I'm very excited. Nice. Um, you guys talked me into it. So I, I did purchase it. It's on my oh, Kindle. Oh. I thought you said seven E's. I was like, wow, what book could that <laughs> That's a lot of, it sounds really good. That's a lot. Yeah. Of All right. I'm excited for you. Yes. You guys convinced me my first fiction book in a long time. So I, it is fiction, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. It's probably fiction. Just, it's like, <laughs> I hope it. We don't know fiction. It's the future. Something weird is going on. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So that'll. I'm looking forward to that. That was one bonus of traveling, as I got to read, which I don't do too much when I'm not stuck on a plane, (laughs) and I'm too cheap to pay for the Wi-Fi. All right. Well, um, let's see how we doing on uh, banter time. We're out of banter time. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you had some prepared banter. I did. I thought we were going to talk about the ten year anniversary of Twitter and what our first tweets were. Oh, I looked that up and I favorited all of your first tweets before the show started. Aw, well, (laughs) uh, I put a little link in the rundown that Twitter has a tool where you can put in any any uh, Twitter handle and it will tell you the first tweet they ever they ever did. So, for example, here I've got at Coffee and Beer TV, their first tweet, welcome to the wonderful world of coffee and beer. And that that is right, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so we can look up. I think, Dan, yours was by far the best. Really? <laughs> and, and by the way, Dan used Twitter longer than Colby or I. Nice. Back True. back when you would say your name is or was, right? It was kind of a sentence. Remember that? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that, I think I did that because I was just cross-posting a Facebook post and they all had to start with is. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is, Dan, uh, Dan Miller is trying to get over how awesome small towns in Connecticut are, in addition to focusing on doing homework November 2008. I was a very responsible child. You were, and you love small towns in Connecticut, apparently. I do. It's a um, true true fact. Now, I oh, wrote yeah. in July of 2009, Sean Jennings, now officially on Twitter, real clever. 
Um, I wish this would tell you what your second tweet was, because I feel like that might be even more interesting. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Right. Like, I feel like it's or, or your first tweet that didn't mention Twitter in it. And then, uh, and then Colby in February of 2010. This is the first time I Twittered anything ever. Game changing stuff. It is. It is. So 10 years reflect back. I don't know. This is going to sound overdramatic, but I don't know what my life would be like without Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I because I, it really is. I spend more time on that on my phone than any other app. I I read it. I get all my news from there, all of my information from there, all my inter- a lot of entertainment from there. Um, I like Twitter a lot. In case you yeah, haven't, it's a good time. In case you haven't, it's like noticed. the thing I I use to read while I'm just like waiting in line for something. Oh, it's fantastic, and I save it's more the articles out of there. Of words. After I discovered Instapaper existed, uh, I learned that you can save things off of Twitter, which was amazing. Um, it's really, I, I swear, I, I learn everything I know from Twitter, which is kind of amazing. So, although I will say, so to find out what my first tweet was, I figured I would go to Twitter.com, because um, I never go to Twitter.com. I always use uh, Tweetbot. Mm-hmm. Twitter.com blows. <laughs> like if you've been there recently, it's so cluttered by the way they automatically turned on without asking me the algorithmic feed so that was oh, yeah, confusing but you don't get a choice in that i don't think well no you can turn it off in the settings but by default remember when we talked about this they said it was going to be opt-in it's not it's opt-out hmm. which is very is annoying the, the the while you were away thing no so this is different this is oh. actually the the algorithmic um the algorithmic timeline. What? What did yeah, they, they I have? Don't, a, a I don't name think for it. I have that for show. Show yeah. recommended tweets or something like that. Gotcha. Weird. Um. Yeah, and I was very annoyed. But like, ah, see, so here you go. I can show put up on screen here. There's a, a box at the top of my Twitter that says "Never miss an important tweet." Now the best tweets from people you follow will appear at the top of your timeline, and that says "Got it" or "Change my settings." So for default, it's on. Um. Hmm. But there's all these like on Twitter.com, there's all these like widgets, like who to follow widgets and trending widgets, and they shove them in your timeline. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. it's not a good experience. Tweetbot is just so clean. I don't know why they have to keep cluttering these websites. But anyway, that's yep. just me ranting. It's no fun for anybody. It okay. does. I think the what you missed thing is useful because I don't use Twitter that often, what? and I would like to know uh, if someone had a popular tweet in my network while I was gone. So, Dan, uh, will you take the algorithmic Twitter challenge? What's that? Where in- instead of using, because what do you use now, TweetBot or a similar? Yeah, TweetBot. Use the official Twitter app, which will give you the algorithmic timeline. Okay. And just use that, because you're going to, I'm the kind of guy where I read 98% of the tweets in my timeline. Like, I just, wow. I'm very obsessive about it. I, I would love to know what percentage I actually do read. Right. But you seem like a better candidate for that. So I'd be curious if trying that, you find it better than just checking in occasionally. Okay. God, sure. I love forcing you guys to do things. Bend <laughs> to my will. Yeah, I like when I try to force you to do something. And oh, I never God. do. <laughs> At Didn't least I'm not happen. asking you to buy some overpriced gadget, right? <laughs> it could be worse. This is free. Um, but But I'd be interested. Um... Twitter, happy birthday from all of us here. Here's to another 10 years. Um, All right. Well, let's get in the news. 
Um, and I think I know what we're going to start with. Oh, really? What's that? What's that? Well, that would be... Is there some sort of thing that happened today? A certain fruit-based press event? <laughs> yeah. Sean, when you, were, when you were doing the intro to the show, you said the Big Apple announcement. And I was wondering, did you mean <laughs> the Big Apple announcement is in New York City or the Big Apple announcement? The Big Space Apple, yes. Um, no, I meant the... Actually, it's a small Apple announcement, if you catch <laughs> what I'm getting at here. Um <laughs> Apple announced many things, uh, and we're going to talk about them there. Uh, what is being called the iPhone SE event today, March 21st, Apple did their spring event, arguably arguably their smallest of the year, right? Because they normally do three. They do a March event. They do a uh, June WWDC, mostly software event, and then they do one or two fall hardware events. Arguably their smallest in March. They announced a series of things. First, Things that aren't products. Um, they came out very interesting for an Apple event. Now, normally they start Apple events with how the sales are doing or how the stores are doing. They did a little differently this time. They want to talk about how great Apple was to the people in two ways. One, security. to the environment. They came out. Um, oh, and to health. So they came out, talked about care kit and health kit and the studies uh, iPhone users have been participating in and helping out learning about diseases and illnesses and how in the future there will be software updates to allow your doctors to track things about you um, using your Apple devices. They also talked about the environment, how they're trying to be 100% recyclable uh, or renewable energy based for their company, how they're developing new ways to recycle old iPhones and get all of the components out of them, including Liam the Robot, uh, which is a robot designed to take your iPhone apart. Um, that was super cool. And that was cool. Um that, vi that was a cool video. Uh, I don't know if it actually works that way, but <laughs> it was it was neat to watch. Um, and then lastly, of course, they talked about security, which we've talked about on the show. Their big battle with the U.S. government over encryption and access to iPhones, um, saying, quote, uh, we believe strongly that we have a responsibility to help protect your data and your privacy. Uh, we owe it to our customers and we owe it to our country. This is an issue that impacts all of us, and we will not shrink from this responsibility. Any thoughts on on that piece of the announcement before we move on to the the actual products? Well, I thought that it was much more interesting than their typical uh, "this is how many stores we've opened" yeah uh, thing. Yeah, so, I I usually like don't even bother tuning into the announcement on time because I don't mm -hmm. I'm not particularly interested in that stuff. Uh, but I did today, and I wasn't I wasn't displeased. So. I like the robot that takes apart iPhones. I thought that was cool to watch. Yeah, that was very Just cool. Little like screw tubes, like. I I felt it was, I mean let let's be real, if we're being practical, okay. most likely, it is a PR move for a company currently under attack in the public space. Right? Let's let's be honest. They wouldn't have done this, if they weren't at battle with the U.S. government, right? Or at least not as in depth. However. I still think it was nice, and I still think it felt good, and I still bought that Apple isn't just doing it for PR, that they're actually doing it to be decent people. I don't know how true that is. That's how I left it feeling. So I guess successful in that respect. Um, yeah. I mean, that, and that, I, yeah. I think it's important to say stuff like that, though. Are there other companies where we, we think this about them? Are there other brands that uh, we believe they're not just doing it for the money? 
Um, smaller brands. I can't think of a brand of their scale where you where you've and I'm sure that there's some survey they did of of brand affinity where I, I would bet Apple is by far number one um, because of that. I can't even even like a Google. You know, which is a relatively feel-good, or they try to be a feel-good company. I don't think even hits to the degree that Apple yeah. does. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like, for a company of its size, Apple is is weirdly not diversified. Like, uh, they do, like, relatively specific things. And, well, well and compared to, like, Google, that does literally everything ever. Um. So I feel like it maybe like as a brand, it's easier for Apple to to like cultivate that image because it's not like what they do is very specific and like common to most people. Very customer facing. Right, right. And customer facing in like a, a focused way. Like, I don't know, like Apple's the the thing you use to interact with compete the Internet, basically. Um, for people who use Apple products, it, it's a it's a it's a brand and a company that not only wants your trust but is based on your trust to some degree. I mean, it, it's I would say in the same way a car is based on safety. Your 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 personal devices are based on trust, um, mm-hmm. and I think I think it would be hard for a company that's seen as a, a villain or as a bad guy to, to be so personal in your life. Um, and that's why these companies spend so much time and money cultivating these images. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, I was thinking about it. For example, the, and I don't know if you guys actually got a chance to watch the announcement. I, I got a chance to watch most of it. But they played the, um, a video at the beginning during the health piece about uh, with doctors and patients, a woman with Parkinson's was in it, um, a woman with, with uh, uh, epileptic seizures, um, and talking about their lives and doctors, a very moving piece, as Apple often does. But I thought, if that had played at a Microsoft event, <laughs> the exact same video, would you feel differently about it? And I genuinely feel, at least I would. It, it just, there's something about... The, 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 and it's taken years to build it and a lot of attention to detail, but they've created a, a space and a system that takes these, you know, normal corporate moves to another level. Um, and, and I think it would be very hard for, for another company to match that, at least in the short term. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, you probably know more about this than we do, though, Sean. <laughs> why why is hard. it that... Why is it that we feel differently? I mean, it, it's, you know, and that's what I always tell people is amazing about what the internet has done to brands. It has made brands into people, right? Think about social media for a second. When a brand posts or tweets something, it does it in the first person. You're, that brand has a personality. It has a writing style. It has a, a visual style, um, something that distinguishes it from other businesses. It, yeah. They're not in the first person, though, well, explicitly, right? Right, but but they have a tone of voice, right? So um, some companies are going to be serious, and some companies are going to be funny, and some companies are going to be sarcastic. They have personalities, and that's actually a big yeah. thing brands do is they actually 
figure out, you know, there's a famous exercise where if your company was a person, who would that person be? You know, yeah. is, is your person Jim Carrey or is it, um, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis? What what kind of <laughs> what kind of personality do you have? And the Internet really exemplifies that. Um, and we and we relate to that. And these videos are another example of that, right? You wouldn't have done that 20 or 30 years ago, but today you can do that and create an emotional connection through through visuals um, and through the people that, that are in these videos. So there's a whole science to it, and, and Apple has some of the best in the business, and, and it really explains how they were able to, uh, to accomplish that. Hmm. Nobody does it better. Yeah, so um, I was a fan of the beginning. What it else was, did they talk good. about? They also talked about products, Dan. You're a consumer. Products. You love products. I love yes. products. Spending your hard-earned I, money. Um, I do enjoy buying things. things. Let's start with <laughs> the... Well, I guess we'll do them in uh, order in which they were actually announced. Starting with uh, Apple Watch, I believe was nearly first. Um, we didn't get a new Apple Watch, but we did get some updates New bands get psyched. New watch oh, bands. Yeah. New watch bands. Mm. New um including nylon bands um and new colors. Um also they dropped the price um by fifty bucks. Yeah. So now the base one goes to two ninety nine. Um so a little better. Getting yeah. there. Dan, um, Dan, I have a question, the random Apple Watch question. Do you have the the big Apple Watch or the small one? I have the big one. Okay. And are you satisfied with your purchase of of yeah, the fact I've, that it's a big I've one? Been wearing, I've been wearing it, and I I miss it like mildly when I I don't have it on. I don't think it was life changing. Hmm. Uh, I don't have it on right now because I was updating the software, which I now found out has completed. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like the the fitness stuff is good. The being able to do whatever they call them interactive notifications. That's mm-hmm. not what they call it though. From the watch is nice, much better than having to take out your phone, having the calendar on your wrist. Those all the same things. Nothing has changed though. That that kind of sucks. Like nothing new has come out. No new feature has emerged that has really made a difference. But all the ones that I saw in the first month are still useful. Yeah. I used the watch to call an Uber yesterday. Just to show off and it worked (laughs) i have seen i will say i have seen a lot more people wearing them in the last like three months than i have in the last year so i don't know if that means they're selling more maybe that's just me but i've seen a lot it's just a a post christmas like maybe that would surge yeah are you gonna get a new band dan are any of these bands appealing to you uh the i was gonna look I liked I liked the look of the uh, brown leather classic strap thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the look of the black Milanese loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go to the Apple store and try out their, uh, have them put them to work and let them let me try on some of their bands. Uh, let's see. Yeah, these new you know it's a personal taste thing. I actually like these nylon bands. They actually look uh, they look pretty nice. Yeah, they all look really good. Also, did you know that there are new colors for the iPhone cases now? Um, the the external like... cases. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You didn't have to shell the case. Oh, yes. oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah In just... addition, okay, we'll spoil yes. <laughs> But yes, there. Yes, which is good. Um, also announced TV OS nine point two on Apple TV. Um, 
a few little updates here and there. Dictation. Added dictation is probably the biggest feature. You can ask Siri um, to search for um, more things, specific movies and the like. You can also enter usernames and passwords with your voice. Basically, any text field, um, including the App Store, you can use your voice as well. Um, there's folders, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Folders you can put apps in. Uh, very similar to your phone, as well as uh, iCloud Photo Library, all your iCloud photos, including live photos on your big screen, available today as a free update to um, to Apple TV. That, well, yeah, I do that right now while we're... Uh... Yeah, I did that before the show. <laughs> my, my two phones and my iPad, I was, like, updating all of them. <laughs> I did my phone. I haven't done my iPad yet. doesn't seem... Like well, uh, the Apple TV doesn't sound that exciting. The... Well, and shouldn't that push it automatically? I don't know. Like, I know maybe... your your phone eventually will ping you, but that seems like the kind of thing they would just slip in. But I don't know. Colby's gonna find out. I'll let you know. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost Colby for the rest of the show. Okay, well, no, that's everyone loves a good software update. Um, it hadn't, yeah. hadn't done it by itself. Maybe it might have done it like tonight. By everyone, or I mean only nerds. Mm. Well, that's. I would assume who watches the show, although nobody watches, uh, except for our two live listeners on Twitch, twitch.tv slash don't panic show, of course, doing the show live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, join us in the chat room. Um, after Apple TV, we got iOS 9.3, as they call it, the largest point update in the history of iOS. I don't know how true that is, but it does come with some new features, including the biggest being night shift. Um, I don't think we've talked about this on the show before, but it uses the idea that blue light... The blue part of the spectrum uh, that comes off of your phone screen uh, keeps you up at night. There's some scientific evidence. You may have noticed Apple was very careful in the announcement to say may help you sleep and could help you sleep, but not that it will. <laughs> um, but a new feature that at certain times, using the the ambient light and knowing when the sun sets, um, it will remove the blue tones from your screen and uh, instead... Um, give it warmer colors to help you sleep. Now, I've actually turned it on on my phone here. Um, Me too. I, Me and too. it's trippy. I think. It's all, like, brown. If, if oh, you no. can... uh, I use this on my computers, so I'm used to it. Oh, you're used to it. This was new to me. It makes everything, you know, as soon as I saw it, it you ever go into, like, an AT&T store, Verizon store, and they have the fake phones with, like, the plastic screens that aren't real? Because everything looks really mad. Uh, yeah, that's what it looked it like. It was. It's very weird. Um, I love it though. But it oh is really God. soft. I'm excited to use it. Yeah. Now, what I did learn um, is apparently it's only on newer Apple devices. So, for example, it will not work on my old iPad Mini, which is pre-Retina, um, and it will not work on my iPhone. Uh, was this 4s oh gosh i totally forgot about the ipad with this because i use the ipad to read so this is gonna be yes a big deal crazy yeah well, so I, it I, might be a big deal i don't know <laughs> off the top of my head the exact devices night shift will and will not work on i'm assuming it's the newer retina devices but your mileage may vary um in addition to that there's a few other things notes can be secured by touch id apple news recommendations will be improved uh, along with uh, emphasis on top stories Tweaks to things like Apple Health and CarPlay, um, as well as some uh, bug fixes. Um, it's uh, uh, free and available today, so go get that. Uh, as as Apple pointed out, uh, 80% of their 
devices are running iOS 9, whereas 2% of Android devices are running the newest version of Android. So take that for, for, for <laughs> what you would like. Um, yeah, and I, I wonder what uh, what the percentage of devices running the newest version of Windows is. A Windows 10? Um, yeah. That's a really great question. I know they're pushing it hard, so I have a feeling they're going to be bragging about that number soon. They said it was over 100 million so. devices, I think, at one point. I don't know what the percentage is. Yeah, you're right. There um, are a lot of PCs out there. There though. sure are. So I would be, uh, I'd be curious. But they're pushing aggressively. Um, I will say, uh, uh, Belize Butter in our chat room says Flux app finally on phone. If you've used the Flux app on iPhone, um, it actually um, essentially Basically. was was yeah. that feature and apple ripped it off and put it in their ios as, as they like to do right. um that's what that's so that's the thing that dan and i i assume dan uses but yeah. i use on my computer which does yes. the same thing yep yep and now it's built right in so pretty convenient for you um let's see now let's get to some hardware iphone se aka the small one four inch iphone uh -huh. um some quick specs it's so it's basically got the same guts as the other phones simply put a9 processor 12 megapixel rear camera from the 6s um it's got um lte fast and wi-fi and apple pay and nfc and battery life and all the stuff it's basically like a new iphone now you may notice the case is actually more representative of the fives than it is the six. It doesn't have the sort of curved edges. If you look at a picture of it, it's, it's the blockier design. Um, mm -hmm. They may recognize from older devices. Uh, but it does come in four colors, of course, silver, gold, space gray, and rose gold. Um, most interestingly is the price, starting at $399 for a sad 16 gigabytes, um, <laughs> which is free on a two-year contract and as low as $17 on an installment plan. You can also get a 499 64-gigabyte model. Pre-orders start this Thursday, and the device is available in stores March 31st. So this is a slight digression, but speaking of 16-gigabyte iPhone hard drives, uh, I ran out of iCloud storage like just yesterday i got a notification like your icloud account is full like you can pay us for more and i was wondering do you guys pay for stuff like have you run out of your icloud backups <laughs> i don't use icloud backups gotcha. Whoa. yeah ballsy believe it or yeah. not people are gonna i'm gonna get so much shit for this but i'm gonna uh -oh. just be honest Sean's an amateur. No, so I, so to be honest, there's not a lot of valuable. St my photos are backed up via Google Photos and Dropbox, and everything else is backed up occasionally over USB to iTunes on my computer, mm -hmm. because I don't like the amount of. Not that I'm on Wi-Fi all the time, but it's just annoying to worry about whether or not it's uploading. And you're right. I would have run out of storage and I refuse to pay it. So that is exactly why I still sync my, I still use iTunes and I still sync my, uh, my phone over USB and back it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I paid way. the uh, dollar a month happily. I How much do you get for that? 50 gigabytes. That's not uh, bad. Yeah. So yeah. I feel I like have... it's, it's taken me like two years. Well, like when did they announce iCloud, do iCloud backups? Has it been a year or two years? Oh, it's, oh, almost two, I would think, right? Yeah. 
So if if five gigabytes lasted me two years, what are you 50 doing? Gigabytes should last. Yeah, what are you, what are you backing your up? iCloud photo library now also. Yeah, right. So that wasn't there originally. Right, right. But I don't take a lot of pictures. What are you talking about, Colby? <laughs> don't use Instagram. You don't take a lot of pictures. What are you hiding from? Uh, yeah, it, are you, you want no to evidence? Live your life through the viewfinder on your phone. <laughs> Guys, I'm going dark. <laughs> he's going he's going off the the network this is scary this is this is my last don't panic i can't be i'm that. very worried about colby he doesn't seem right in the head. um no and and you know it's just getting to the point where i i i still pay for dropbox and i pay google a buck 99 for whatever that's whatever storage i get for that uh, mm-hmm. and i just didn't want to pay anyone else so i said screw it i'll just do it uh, i see I'll just do see, it I over. Don't, I don't pay anyone for for storage. So. Oh, you're so badass. Do you know Do you know how much <laughs> I have in my Dropbox? By the way, I looked the other no. day. You told You told us once a while ago, and, and I, I was I was shocked. Higher. It's almost 450 gigabytes <laughs> in my Dropbox. Wow. I am a file. Well, first of all, time out. Pod the podcasting. All three shows alone is nearly 100 gigabytes worth of files. Oh wow! Okay, oh, so I that's, guess that's a chunk sense. of it. Yeah. And then I have like a there's giant... movies and TV shows in there, and so it adds up. I have a giant uh, hard drive that I keep all that stuff on. And by giant, let me turn it on and tell you how large it is. <laughs> Wait for the fans <laughs> to spin up. Yeah, and I've got my <laughs> I've got my terabyte locally. <laughs> I, I'm I'm such because I've had computers crash and lose. You've files. had computers, John. I, yes, and so I. Um, I back it up online on like two local hard drives. I'm really picky about making sure my files are in sync. So I'm looking. I'm looking at my iCloud backup stuff. I have 2.8 gigabytes of just backups, like my my iPhone and i iPad backups, mm-hmm. and then my iPhoto library is only 989 megabytes. And then everything else is less than 50 megabytes. Actually, most things are less than 5 megabytes. Just like random stuff. That's, you're insane. Um, let me see if I can look up on my, um, on here, what the... I have uh, 10 terabytes of storage sitting on my desk. And I'm using about uh, 8 of those Oh no, I'm using about two of those terabytes. So I've got room That's to grow. That's a lot. Two terabytes is, is <laughs> not is not insignificant. Um That's a lot of stuff. So I, I just have, gotta start generating more stuff. In just right. in just iPhone photos from any iPhone I've so my last what two iPhones? Eleven gigabytes of photo is in videos. <laughs> Wow. But I never delete photos. Okay. I mean, it's like we have unlimited storage two, now. 2.6 gigabytes of iCloud photos, 2.9 gigabytes of backups, and 200 megabytes of documents and data. Mm. I got too much stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> most of which is Keynote. Wow. Crazy. This is so bad. I got I to gotta get well, rid of yeah, this Well, uh, yeah, you have... T- yeah, you're taking Dropbox for a ride over there. No, they're taking me for that's that's I get a terabyte. It's not they have not come down like some of the other services have, which is very annoying. Um, but I do love it. So what am I gonna do? Um, anyway, what were we, we were t- what were we talking about? Apple. 
What, what do you guys think of the four inch iPhone? Any any thoughts? I would. Uh, I think it's cool. I would consider. Uh, I would consider switching back to it. The only thing that gives me pause is that it doesn't have the second generation Touch ID sensor. Did did they? Okay. Did they say that? I'm told. I, okay. I didn't see it explicitly, but I I read on many websites okay. and on the Twitters that that okay. is true. Uh, mm. So. But you know, this one's super fast. I didn't have any complaints about the previous one, though. I have gotten used to the bigger size. I thought I wouldn't. I was super upset when I yeah. had to get it. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, I think I so I do remember you being upset. I think I would be discouraged by the fact that there's no 3D touch, which is pretty. I mean, I feel like it's a gimmicky thing, but I think do it's you cool. use it? I would like to have it on. Well, I don't have it on my phone. Like I don't. I don't oh. have a. I, I have the, the regular six. Um, I think I oh, would okay. use it if I could, but I, I don't I have it. I never remember to try it. And then every once in a while, usually on this show, I go through and see which apps have. <laughs> have uh, but it does, I would use it for very specific things. But it does make sense to me that if there's a feature they had to pull out because it's the low-end phone... Oh, yeah. That seems like the one, like how Siri was only on the high-end phones for a while. and Right. That I get. Yeah, but I, I agree like, it would be good. Right. It's wacky. Definitely. And we'll talk about the iPads in a minute, but it's weird that the... Um, um, no, I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, forget I said that. <laughs> okay. No. Um, two things jumped out at me about iPhone SE. And most, most, one of them involving, so the first one involving the announcement, it amazed me for this and for the iPad, Apple told you why you wanted these devices. If you watch the announcement before the iPhone SE and the new iPad Pro, Apple spelled out, they literally said, why would someone want a four inch phone? And then told us, I can't remember them ever doing that ever, ever at an announcement. I missed it. What did they say? Well, for the phone, they said they're. Uh, was it? There were two reasons, and I guess if I can remember both of them. The first was some people like smaller phones. And they just said some people like smaller phones. And then they said the second reason was it wasn't cost. What was it? Um, oh, because um, most new iPhone users are buying their four-inch models, whether it's for cost or because they just want to try a smaller phone. Uh, and that number is even bigger in China. So they said it's a great way to introduce people to the ecosystem at the four-inch level. And then they move up into the bigger, more expensive phones. Yeah. But it just amazed me that they took the time, and we'll talk about what they said about the iPad Pro in a minute, but it, it was just really weird to me that they had to explain to us as if every other time they've announced a product... Of course you want our Apple products. We don't have to tell you, but now all of a sudden, it, it just it just stood out to me. Not that it was bad or good, but just that it was unusual. They'd never done that. Oh, yeah. It was certainly different. Um, is I mean, I think it's interesting because you haven't, like... I don't know. There's never been a product like that, really. I mean, not at least as far as iPhones go. It was always like the smaller one or something was the previous generation. But this is, like, effectively a current generation phone. Um, and I, I think as the product line gets larger, which we're finding both for iPhone and for iPad, 
I, I think it becomes less obvious why they're doing it. And I think it requires, you know, if I'm a consumer walking into an Apple store and there's one iPhone, I know to buy that iPhone. But if I'm a consumer walking in and there's a, a wide array of phone options, mm. it, it's going to be on the company to explain why I would take one over the other. I think Samsung is very poor at this when they have the S7 and the S7 Edge and the F7 Prime and the the Note and the, you know, they're not as different. They don't explain the differences as well. And I think it's it's yeah. good that Apple does this because it explains to everyone out there, okay, I get it. If I don't want a smaller phone, if I like bigger phones, I'm not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Or if, if cost is not a concern, I'm not going to buy it. I understand who this is for. And then we don't have to bug Apple saying, well, why did you do a four-inch phone? Nobody wants four-inch phones. <laughs> Although it is funny how that flip-flops, like, why won't Apple make a bigger phone? Why won't Apple make a smaller phone? Oh, <laughs> people want all kinds of, you know, I mean, and they're going to... So uh, another thing I just randomly thought of, I don't know if this is a real reason or not, but if you consider, like, uh, this from, like, the the Apple thinking about as developers... um. Like, older phones are a drag on developers, right? Because you still have to support, like, the old operating systems, and eventually things get dropped. And so, like, uh, I don't know. There's some cost to people buying buying an iPhone 5S right now or whatever the smallest one you could buy before this one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, not only is it behind right, right now, but it'll be, like, become slower and slower and slower and, like, m- more outdated and more outdated. Uh, so if the like smaller, less expensive phones can keep up uh, from a like spec performance level, uh, I guess that's that could is conceivably a good thing too. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too that that really struck me was that this is a absolute blowout device for India and China. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely one hundred percent their way of getting into those markets with a brand new device. And the fact that it can, at $399, that is a competitive price in those markets. Um, and I think I think that was a big consideration as to why they were doing this. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that sells. Um, I should go put my old 5S in my hand. It's weird. Well, I still have the... Um, my work phone is a, uh, which I happen to have here, is a uh, 4S with the plastic uh-huh. back and uh, in, in the white there. You can see it in my case. Um, and, you know, I, I use both, and you can hold them up side by side and see the difference. Um, yeah. and, it, and it does feel weird going back to it. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. Do you still find that you prefer just, the sh- like, the, the edges of it, the shape of, of the 5S design? You know, I or I'm sorry. It's a five C. It's the plastic one. Oh, uh, okay. And and so actually, I do it, it. It's I don't like it because it's a little slick to hold, um, because of the plastic. Well, the six S is a little slick to hold. Well, that's why I got a case on it. I I agree. It, it's, right. but this no. This inter- the first phone I ever put a case on. Well, and yes, I will say that I do. I probably would not go back to a smaller phone. Especially as I use these side by side, I really do like. If I feel the the six fits better in my hand mm-hmm. than the fives in the in the smaller sizes, but but again, it's that's why you have a range of devices, right? I know people who have the plus 
which I think is ridiculous in size, and they love it. So, you know, Apple's just going to sell a yeah, well, shit ton this more is the, uh This is the new Apple where they're, they're willing to have multiple yeah. products for one thing. Now, the problem is the names on these things are going to get into Samsung territory real fast <laughs> when you've got the 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 iPhone SE which by the way it has no number on it it's just the iPhone SE it's not the oh, 6SE really? i've only seen it written as iPhone SE no numbers wow so there will be iPhone SE at the low end and then there will be the 6 6 plus 6s 6s plus yeah in a, in a variety of colors and in sizes. Now, I I have a question. Do you guys think that at some point, maybe in the near future, they'll just stop doing numbers? Um. Well, they they have to do something, right? So, or maybe this will become the iPhone Air because they have multiple iPhones now. I'm like, for that one year where they thought they would only have one kind of iPhone. Remember that the 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 yeah. new iPhone. The new yeah <laughs> the new yeah. But that doesn't work anymore because there are multiple iPads and multiple iPhones. So you have to have some subcategory. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe <coughs> they do They really seem to be like chasing that. their tail on this, too, because now they have two iPad Pros. Uh, yeah. Right. So. But there is, a, there is a clear differentiation between the two, like the size. one's bigger and But one's not smaller. in name. As far as I've seen. Right, but now the... there's no iPad anymore. And just like there wasn't a MacBook for a long time. It's true. It's it, a weird time right now. Yeah, so maybe it all just goes in a cycle. Maybe next year they'll just be like, this is the iPhone. And then you have the <laughs> iPhone SE. But then after that, they'll come out with the iPhone Pro. And then in the meantime, all the tablets will reconverge back onto the iPad again. Yeah, I mean, there are so many ways they could take it. I, I, I agree. At some point, I think they're going to have to tweak the iPhone names and can't just keep putting numbers and letters in, <laughs> right. in random order. I feel like once you get into two digits, it's going to be weird. Oh, yeah. There won't be an iPhone 10. I, I would not think at all it's going to happen. You could make one of those long-form bets. Oh, I would do it. I would do it. I'd put, <laughs> I'd put, I'd put money down on that. I think that's highly unlikely. I agree. It will be the the iPhone Pro or the iPhone Air or the iPhone something or the new iPhone or, or just iPhone and then in really super small print 10th generation. <laughs> uh, which they've done before as well. So uh, iPods, they used to do that a lot. So I don't know. It is a good oh, question. Yeah, iPods never had numbers. Well, no, but they had. There was uh, there was iPod Photo and iPod Video and iPod Classic. They iPod Nano Mini. Um, but then in the individual lines, it was like the Mini Second Generation, Mini Third Generation. You're right. They never had actual numbers in the name. So. We'll let the marketing geniuses at Apple handle this one. <laughs> I think I'm not gonna give advice at this point, but I will say we should talk about the final piece of the Apple announcement, uh, and that would be the iPad Pro. No, not the 12-inch version you know and love, uh, which I saw by the way on an airplane the other day for the first time, and it is irresponsibly large. Um, oh yeah, I've seen a couple of them at oh, work. Yeah. I don't. It I is not one. made for trade. The tables. designers are all about that. Oh, so big. Mm. They were watching HBO like super huge. <laughs> I was like, it was like a movie theater. It was so big. I was like, oh my God. Did it fit? Uh, you saw this what? On, on an airplane? Yeah, on a, on a it, tray table. Did it, it fit on the tray table? Barely. It oh, took up like good. the whole that's tray table. That's what you table. want. Um, you want it to barely well, fit. Well, I mean, you could fit a laptop on a tray table, so I'm not 
oh, super surprised. See, but the problem with laptops on airplanes, though, is the keyboard. Like, yes. laptops take a fixed, like, they have a fixed horizontal distance. Yep. Uh, and on some airlines, there is not enough space, depending it, on what your laptop is. The person yeah, didn't so look uncomfortable. You can never have your movie up on your laptop and eat the little stupid tray dinner thing. Oh, and we got that pro, you can't do that either. That You're still <laughs> taking up most of the space. It just looks stupid. That's all I'll say. Um, but well, then the, then the tray I've dinner ever... becomes your keyboard. Like, that's where the keyboard. So it's like, instead of typing, you're eating. Or you just eat right on top of the iPad and use it as a tray. That's true. You can do that, too. That would be pretty cool. Um, the plate. The so you're not, plate. You don't like the... Sean, if... Uh, here, here's a question. If... Uh, when you move to, uh, to Texas... You got you're with this company, and they say we're going. We're not buying PCs. Everyone gets an iPad Pro. How would you react to that? Well, there are so many reasons that couldn't happen. I have a very difficult time imagining. What if it did? Just you personally. You're like, I have this iPad Pro. I have to use it to do my work. Could you do it? Would you feel hamstrung? I would. Well, you know what is it? Uh, in uh. What's the fame? Uh, I feel like I would have to have to make it work, right? Right. Could you could you make it work? The the problem is we're really a Microsoft based company, so it's hard. But I you could make it work, sure, sure. And you, would you like that? Like, um, no, because I feel like it'd be a big hassle. Uh, because well, I don't think it's there. Change, I don't though, think right? it, no, but I to be honest, Should I it don't. If changed to a Mac, it would be a huge hassle. I feel like I would be okay. Let, let me let me phrase it this way. Uh, if I had to use an iPad Pro nearly all of the time, but still had access to occasionally, we'll say 20%, 20% or less of my time, had access to a shared desktop where I could get some things done, I would not have a problem with that. I just don't think I could 100% do every single thing in my job on an iPad. What is the 20% that you're imagining? I don't know. That's the oh. problem. I don't know. because the like anxiety. I said, they, you I mean, feel like you need it. I do. I like Windows, though. This is, this like, is what Microsoft wants. If they gave me the choice, <laughs> I wouldn't take it. Like, if they gave me the choice to do full-time on a, on a free oh, iPad yeah, Pro. A choice. I'm just curious what, like, what you anticipate the problems being or if you would be excited by that at all. I just, I just don't. It's file management that kill that still kills me about an iPad. I have just so many diverse files in so many places. All in Dropbox. But we don't use Dropbox. Oh, okay. is, is there an app for SharePoint? I don't even know. SharePoint's um, in the new Microsoft world. It, it's so, uh, it, it's so. I couldn't even imagine. But I, I would be. And if I had a job like your, well, I don't know anything about your. If I had your job, I, <laughs> I'd like to think I could. You worked at a company that used like all cloud services, Google yeah. apps. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. But like, I, I do a lot in PowerPoint. Hard PowerPoint's hard. pretty good on iPad, so yeah. that that wouldn't phase me. Um. You know, if I were just, you know, typing a lot and doing Internet stuff and everything was in a browser, I don't think it'd be the end of the world. But yeah. that's not my I mean, job. Google Drive apps uh, for the iPad. Again, you could make it work, but I still think it wouldn't be. I don't know what the advantage would be. Well, the like, I, I guess that's that's the question. And you, you can't... don't find the experience of using an iPad for the things that it's really good at. Uh 
compelling enough to offset the things that it's just okay at. Not for my job, no. No, and I will add in the big thing that I think a company like mine would would challenge you back at is repairability. I mean, we, we have a whole fleet of staff, and their whole job is just to service our laptops and take them apart and fix the broken pieces, and and, and I think I think they would challenge you back at the cost and viability of, of rolling out something like that to everybody, which some companies have done, but I think that's an interesting piece as well, that the iPad's not quite there in that respect. It'll never be there. Well, not if Apple has It'll its way now. It's <laughs> cheap enough or uh, reliable enough to you just replace it if it breaks. Yeah. Right. Especially not at the pro level. So, yeah. So, so, mm-hmm. so file management would be the thing that you would look for where if, if, if the iPad had that piece, you would look at it more seriously. But like I said, I love the idea of, you know, shared workstations where you can log in with your credentials and you've got a, a remote, you know, a saved desktop space domain that you can log in if you need to use a computer for something. But you spend most of your time on an iPad. I, I think you could make that work. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that there's going to be some portion of things for whatever reason that just aren't ever going to be practical to do on an iPad. So Maybe I'll try doing this show next week from an iPad. Uh, you <laughs> certainly could. You certainly could. I'd like that would be interesting. Yeah. And now now with the so USB adapter iPad challenge. With the USB adapter you can plug your microphone right into the iPad. That's true. That's already possible though. Uh before today they've had one right. for a while. Yeah. Cool. Um, so anyway, as we were saying, it's still a good <laughs> point. Digress. 9.7 inch iPad Pro, uh smaller version. They're also just calling it the iPad Pro. So you, there are two iPad Pros in two sizes. Um it's got a lot of the same stuff that's in the bigger one, the, uh, the the better speakers and Apple Pencil support and the processor and the camera and, and all that stuff. Um, it's, uh, you get your four colors, you get prices starting $599 for 32 gigabytes. You can also get it at 128 and 256 gigabytes as well. Um, pre-order starting uh, this Thursday and units begin shipping March 31st. Uh, let me double check if there's anything else you need to see. They say the screen is really fantastic, including new True Tone display, which I thought was kind of neat, that uses yeah. um, color temperature sensors in the iPad to actively adjust not just the brightness, but the actual coloring of the display to match your surroundings. That's something I've wanted on my Mac for the past year because uh, because we're moving buildings at work, any outstanding maintenance requests are explicitly being uh, put off. So for a while, although I have since moved, but for most of the year, the lights above my desk didn't work. And <laughs> during the winter months, it was horrible. It was so dark, and the screen was blindingly bright. Uh, and the only thing I could do was like go into Flux and manually like tell it that I was going to go to sleep at like 8 p.m. at night so that it would start the 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 uh the warm up on the on the screen fast mm-hmm. enough but, and I I wanted something like that because it, all the monitors have some sort of light sensor but maybe mm-hmm. it's not maybe this is the only one sophisticated enough to do something like that well they claim it is so <laughs> and it's also much more anti-reflective right um uh, that I did not see but sure 
<laughs> so, sure. Sounds right. Sure. I think that might have been as anti-reflective as the big iPad Pro. I feel like oh, that was okay. a feature of the iPad Pro, like over over the the yeah. standard iPad. Yeah, the iPad, the old, well, the twelve-inch iPad Pro had a pretty aggressive screen with all the schmancy features, Apple Pencil support, and all that as well. So, uh, but now you're getting the the true tone display. Although what was interesting is there was no announcement about bringing that technology to the large iPad Pro. So as far as I understand it, you will only get that on the 9.7-inch version, which is odd. But who knows? Maybe they just didn't say it, and it's true. But um, <laughs> any uh, we, we've hit on just about everything announced at the event. Is there anything else about the Apple event that you guys want to discuss or go further on or highlight as your favorite, least favorite, don't care, or we've said it all? I'm actually considering a small iPad Pro. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> is, is this this thing, and I'm victim to this, where like the day after the Apple event, <laughs> I, I want to buy everything they announced because it looks so good? Yeah. Well, luckily the pre-orders are for a couple days, so uh, I may just forget and, and move on with my life. Um. I don't know. Like, I like the idea of having an iPad again, but I don't know. I don't know if I would use it. I, I use know. mine all the time, and we've talked about yeah. this. On I the mean, weekends, I don't, I don't on use vacations, my... it is the yeah. only computer I use. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't use my uh, current iPad because it barely works. <laughs> Which is not because it's bad, just because it's so old. Um... But, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking I thought about it was it. interesting. Uh, someone posted a picture on Twitter. I don't know where they got it from. But it was, like, the breakdown of active iPad models, like, probably from some app analytics company or something. And it is, like, f- extremely diverse. Mm. Uh, there's a good number of iPad Airs 2s. There's a good number of iPad 3s and, like, iPad twos or third generations whatever they call them mm-hmm. it was like two percent ipad original ipads which is a huge number what do they say 200 million ipads mm-hmm. so two percent is like what a million uh yeah well and and then i'll double down and say and then it's amazing that 80 percent of them are running the latest version of your software Think about yeah, that yeah. i mean obviously the other 20 percent of the or some of the legacy devices but even to have 80 percent is it's I mean, pretty, pretty I, admirable. The, the iPad 2 still gets software updates for. I don't know if I got if it's iOS nine. It might. I think it is though. I think it's iOS nine. Like I think it has the latest one. Yeah, and it runs okay. I mean, it's it's slow, but it's not unusable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the worst part is like app load up time on that thing. It's like, uh, you know, starting Spotify takes like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, it's starting Spotify. I think that's more also because takes a, the app yeah, yeah. developers I mean, aren't targeting those devices right. anymore. And it's also like Spotify is a heavy app on my phone too. It's like noticeably slow on my second yeah. second one generation away from brand new phone. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I might do it. I would only do it. I I also like. I think the Apple Pencil is cool, but I don't think I have anything to use it for. So I I don't know. Uh. It's, it's complicated. Well, you're looking at be some some complicated arithmetic going into this. <laughs> well, between the the Pro and the Air Two, it's a two hundred dollar difference. So you gotta decide if it's worth it. 
and and it's oh it's absolutely worth it if i'm get, <laughs> thinking thinking of, here's how I, how i rationalize that like i've had my my current ipad for like six years mm-hmm. like i mean that's that's i don't remember how much that cost at the time but you know two hundred dollars over six years i mean i don't know maybe this whole well this the same won't hold true and let me even say that that 200 dollars difference is the ipad air 2 at 16 gigabytes so assuming you'd spend the oh. extra 100 to get 64 versus 32 in the pro um it's really only a hundred dollar difference yeah so it is interesting yeah. but you'll have plenty of options as i said uh pre-orders on thursday and will begin shipping on the 31st of march um and that's it that is all she wrote on apple and all she wrote on the show we're not gonna time for any other news because we're already well over an hour so um <laughs> we are gonna hustle through our picks here um unless you guys would rather hold them off for next week but that's up to you uh, folks all right i'm fine with doing it anyways all right well uh, let me jump in because i'm at the top of the list and mine will be quick um i know for a fact because i checked uh, because we keep track of these things, that I've picked 538 on the show before. I'm technically not. I'm, I'm going to be real picky about how I define things. I'm not picking them again. The last <laughs> time I picked their blog, which is very well written, has some really great stories, but I'm not picking that this time. I'm picking their interactives, and these are great. I'm a big fan. Bloomberg also is very good at these. There are a lot of websites really good at these. These sort of flashy, whizzy, uh, data interactive kind of display things. And 538, I think, does a frighteningly good job of them. Uh, theirs are mostly sports, politics, or culture. Uh, of course, sports because they're owned by ESPN. And they've got some great data around the NCAA, um, around uh, the NBA and the NFL, um, tracking teams histories and, and when they've been good and not good tracking the ncaa in real time which is kind of um, i don't even know how they do that but they do real-time win predictions so as the game goes on you can see when they're most likely and least likely to to win um but what i've really enjoyed it for is the uh 2016 election so regardless of who you're voting for you want to know how they're doing right um they have a fantastic delegate tracker uh, i'll put it up on the the screen here for the folks watching the video um that tells you, based on their projections, how how close they are to having the right number of delegates, if, if they're behind or not. So, for example, at this moment, they believe uh, Ted Cruz only has 53% of the delegates he should have um, to, to win the nomination at this point, um, with Kasich only having 25%. Um, they do it for all the parties and all the delegates, and it tells you where they should win them and what states and which states are most important to the candidate they feel based on demographics. They also do uh, forecasts in the individual states based on polls and endorsements. They have an endorsements tracker, um, which tells you who's endorsed which candidate. So a lot of great interactives. Projects.538.com has all of them, but I really like it for the politics. I keep coming back and checking these uh, over time when I'm curious about who's going to win what and what who has won what um, and who's endorsed whom. So um, definitely go uh, go check that out. <laughs> At 538, go check out some pretty stuff. Um, all right. Awesome. Let's do, I guess, in order, Dan. Oh, yeah. Uh, so forget where I heard about this. I think I read about it on some news story. Uh, it's a game for Mac and PC and Linux called Super Hot. Uh, and the premise of this game is that it's a first-person shooter, but time only moves when your character moves. 
So you, at any point, you can stop moving and consider what it is you're going to do, which is important because the levels are insane. Like, a level <laughs> will be, it drops you in the middle of an elevator with, a, like, four people pointing gun to your head, and you have to survive. Uh, and you, you have to move perfectly. Uh, and you can do all these crazy, like, Jackie Chan moves. You're like, like, push someone and then grab their gun, but then, like, the grabbing motion takes... It, you're moving, so things are happening. When you do that. It, it's like visual. It's like it's like being in the Matrix. It's like playing the Matrix, <laughs> visual sort of martial arts chess game. Uh, super cool. Not very expensive. What, Twenty bucks on Steam or something. Uh, it's a good time. Sweet. Uh, it's fairly long too, especially because some of the levels get pretty tricky. Neat. Superhotgame.com and as Dan said, available on Steam for $24.99. Check it out. Uh, there. Cool. Colby, what are you, uh, what you watching? So, my pick's Mozart in the Jungle. It's one of the Amazon Prime series. Uh, and it's about, like, I, I assume fictional, like, dramatized life in, like, the New York Symphony Orchestra. Uh, <laughs> It's just kind of good. I don't know. I, I like it. It's it's just like a regular drama. Like things that happen in dramas happen in this show. Uh, but the, I don't know, it's about like classical music. It's kind of good and it's worth it. Like if you have Amazon Prime, it's definitely worth a try. I'm pretty sure it also like wins awards sometimes. I don't know. Like I remember hearing about it at the Golden Globes. But the worst part about it is that I can't watch it on my Apple TV because there's still no stinking Amazon app. So uh, at some point, maybe they'll get around to that and I can like watch the things that they want me to watch. But until then, <laughs> I'm stuck doing using my Sam- Samsung smart TV features, <laughs> if you can call them that. But yeah, that's my pick. That's all. That's it. That's all. Neat. Uh, are you guys still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We're pretty crushed. We're pretty crusty, though. Yeah. Well, yep. the 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 stream to Twitch, I think, just dropped to zero, and I don't know why. Oh, there we go. Now it's back. Goodbye. Okay. As long <laughs> as you guys are here, that's really what matters. Um, and you know what else matters? The folks at home who we appreciate watching the show every week. Um, and they can um. And they can check us out on our website. Don'tpanic.io is the website. Uh, links to everything we do there. Um, all the past episodes, audio, video, uh, the picks. Each week the picks are in with the episode. So if you don't remember uh, or can't find the URL, you can find them there. We also have links where you can subscribe on iTunes and VRSS. And then we also have um, where you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all those places. Of course, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com if you'd like to give us feedback about what you like about the show. And lastly... Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. We stream live Monday nights, roughly 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can check us out there. And be sure to subscribe on Twitch so you know when we're uh, when we're going live as well. Anything else to plug, gentlemen? I don't think so. Nope. Nope. How about I'll plug this? Come back next week because we'll have more tech news. I don't know what it will be because it hasn't happened yet. But <laughs> when it does happen, we'll definitely talk about it next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. On behalf of Colby and Dan, uh, I will wish you a fair good night and uh, and thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time for more Don't Panic.